All right, friends, there happened to be a little bit of an event from our friends in Mount View. Google, we had Made by Google 2019, and there was literally product after product, update after update, and Google's vision of having technology working as a single system. How the heck did they do is the question. Well, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. So sit down, whatever you're doing, just stop, relax. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about the products and let's have a conversation about Google's mission. And let's also have a conversation about the keynote itself. Let's get into it. What's going on, guys? This is Dexter Johnson, and you're listening to yet another episode of In the Weeds, the podcast meant to educate and empower you, the listener, in this vast world of technology. Let's get into it. All right, guys, so let's dive deep into this event. Starting off, Google Stadia, Google's cloud-first gaming option. Now, however you may feel about this, I do have a few opinions. I'm really unsure about how Stadia is going to play out. And I'm really also unsure about who is asking for a cloud gaming platform. Now, Google, they're promising a lot. They're promising for this thing to be fast, for you to be able to play it from so many types of devices, really being able to take these console, these PC worthy games with you in a variety of places. So as it is, it's going to be coming out November 19th of 2019. So if you're into that, be sure to hang back and look forward to everything that's going to come with it. Next, we have an update to the Pixel Buds. Now, at first, they were pseudo wireless, and now these things are fully wireless in a case that looks very similar to Apple's AirPods. These things are going to be coming to you spring 2020 for the price of $179. Now, these things are going to feature long range Bluetooth where you're going to be able to essentially listen to these guys three rooms away or the length of a football field. Very, very precise there. Very interesting. Also, we're, we're going to be getting five hours of charge and 24 with the included wireless charging case. Now, you're going to be able to respond to surroundings with adaptive sound. You're in a very loud environment. These things will taper to that environment. You're in a softer environment. It will taper to that. Additionally, we're going to have beam forming microphones that are going to help pick up your voice better so that whomever is on the receiving end of a phone call, you're going to be locked and loaded. Moving on next, Titan. Now we know about Titan. It is all about privacy and security, which Google, whether you like them or not, they have been working to appear to be more private and more secure. Now, with that being said, Google still has lots of data that you give them because you agree to their terms and services. Do not hate them 
for what they do. Now, with that being said, I also have to give the disclaimer for everybody that's in the Apple camp that believes that Google is evil. Google does not sell your data. They just don't. It would destroy their business model. Like, wisen up and shut up. Now, with that being said, Titan, they're working to protect on-device information, and they're also working so that you can delete assistant data simply by asking. You can say, okay, blank, do X, Y, Z, and then you can turn right back around in an update to Google Assistant and say, hey, delete what I just asked you. And I think that is pretty cool. Now, of course, I always tell you guys when it comes to your Google activity controls to go in and lock these controls down as much as you can and then taper them back if you need to in order to use the services that you want to use. Now, let's move on. It's plenty of other things for me to talk about, plenty of other remarks that I have. Pixel Book Go. Now, a few years ago, we got the very first Pixel Book, and I must say <laughs> that... That was a darn expensive Chrome machine. Uh, and I'm not trying to belittle it. However, we also have to take a step back and realize these clamshell notebooks are running Chrome OS. Now, you get benefits here. You get the fact, you get the whole ecosystem of Chrome. You also get Android applications. But on top of that, you also know that you're going to be free from from viruses and you're also going to get update after update after update of the chrome browser in the background now with pixelbook go this guy is a redesigned laptop it's your traditional clamshell design with a wavy bottom so it's going to be easier for you to grip additionally it's a little bit lighter but it has 15% larger battery than the original Pixelbook. So $649 for pre-order. You're going to be able to get this guy in an Intel Core M3, which is more of a mobile processor. Or you can bump it up to an i5 or an i7. You're going to have an option of either 8 or 16 gigabytes of RAM. And then for storage, we're looking at 64 128 or 256 gigabytes in an SSD. Now, Google Home kind of underwent a little bit of a transformation. Google acquired a, a company called Nest, which is known for their cameras and their security. Now, with that being said, Google has been shuffling everything that deals with home underneath the the nest brand now i believe that they're doing this because nest is trusted and oftentimes when you think about google and being in the home people often worry about the privacy and security implications that are behind it so i believe that google is working to rebrand google home into simply nest and they're doing that because nest has the name the familiarity and just the trust of a large market already so the google home mini is something that many of us have these things used to go on sale for 30 bucks all the time every time there was a holiday 
Google is just trying to shuffle these things out because at the end of the day, it's really not about the hardware. It's about people utilizing Google Assistant and then buying into that ecosystem. So what do we have? We have the new Nest Mini, which is essentially an update to the Google Home Mini. This guy is going to start out at the same price of 49 bucks with a new color called sky which is essentially a blue color option now what are some differences well you know i've got them you've been listening to the episode right so we're going to have a wall mount we're going to have double the base we're going to have a third microphone and also something that i think that is very important a dedicated machine learning chip that's going to allow for one tera ops of compute on the device on the device so here's the thing and this is why i believe that maybe this might be worth an upgrade just maybe for the simple fact that sometimes When you're asking Google Assistant something through one of your Google Home devices and you start to see it spinning, you're like, why do you have to reach out to the Internet? What what type of API? What what is being called in the background for something so menial? So the thing is, it's going to be able to learn the things you do on a day to day basis and it will be able to help streamline and put those menial tasks on that chip so that you can get things done quicker so hopefully this is going to be one of those situations where response times are cut down for tasks that are straightforward and another component of nest nest wi-fi so we're going to have google assistant built into the wi-fi point we're going to be getting two times speed and 25% better coverage. And we're going to have a range of colors to help blend in. And that's one of the things that I will say that you really have to give Google credit for in all of the home or now Nest devices because they blend in seamlessly in the home. I have two Google Home Minis and I have one regular Google Home and they look absolutely fantastic. My Google Home Minis are the charcoal colors and my regular Google Home is is the traditional white model with the gray base. And they don't look like gigantic orbs of technology. They look like they belong. So Google, you have done an excellent job building those devices. Now, there was a device that was leaked a lot a lot oh my goodness it was it was a freaking summer and fall of leaks for the pixel 4 and guys it is here and i've got to take a break so let let's get ready to talk about it All right, Pixel 4, it's finally time to discuss. So first and foremost, I have to say, and I feel like you have to admit this, this hardware looks absolutely phenomenal. The band wrapping around it that is in all black, the camera module housing two beautiful cameras, 
it looks great i love the fact that it's just one piece back there other than like we when we look at the iphone and other new cameras that came out this year we're seeing the lenses just being protruding and being able to see them i like the fact that google grouped them together threw them behind one piece of glass and that is the module itself now if we're looking at a few specifications we're looking at a snapdragon 855 this device has six gigabytes of ram and it's going to be available in 64 or 128 gigabyte models now one of the first things that we had to talk about one of the first things that we had to learn about was this radar sensor that was talked about that was leaked a little bit but it's going to provide route for motion sense so this is going to help power google's new facial unlock on the google pixel 4 now google is touting that this is going to be faster than any other facial lock in the industry and also one thing that's notable one thing that was not mentioned at all there is no fingerprint reader on the pixel 4 at all so think about it if google is building in facial identification technology into the google pixel 4 that's likely going to be pushed to core android so therefore all of the manufacturers that are absolute garbage at facial recognition i'm talking about you samsung it might actually help improve these systems going forward because of the fact that they simply were not secure it is a reason why banks will allow facial id it'll allow face id on the iphone to be able to authenticate but with samsung and other oems out there they're like eh, not gonna work or heck even other manufacturers when you turn a home face facial unlock it'll say hey this is not that secure dead giveaway but with pixel what we're doing is that we're pioneering the way for other android oems to get better now this radar sensor going back to motion sense helping power that facial unlock it's also going to prepare the camera while you're approaching so once you get a little close the radar sensor is going to be like oh something something's near me something's near me let me start powering things up so that bam i can be unlocked very quickly i think this is absolutely phenomenal and something that i'll i would also like to see on iphone models now you're going to be able to gesture to this thing using the radar sensor so you're going to be able to skip songs or dismiss a call and one thing that's really cool to boot these gestures are going to be processed you guessed it locally on the device now one thing about this radar sensor is that unfortunately since this technology is not necessarily licensed in every country on the face of the planet you're not going to be able to use this radar sensor everywhere you go so if you go somewhere in which it is not licensed that feature will not work when you're in that country and i'm going to do a little bit more research on this so that for all of the google pixel 4 owners that will be soon owners because the device hasn't shipped yet it will be shipping in about a week you will know exactly how to handle this now with that being said some new features we're going to have an audio recorder which was demoed 
it's the it's the best audio recorder on any smartphone. I'm just saying, guys, the transcription was absolutely mind-boggling. It was on point to the syllable of what the presenter, what she was saying. It was it was ridiculous. Moving on to the display, we're going to have a 90 hertz refresh rate, which people seem to absolutely love. I think that it helps make up for a little bit of stutter that you might see here and there in Android. So it's like, hey, we're going to speed things up. And hey, I think it's definitely welcome. Now it's going to adjust dynamically based off of the situation. So this is once again, playing back to Google and its ambiance, the fact that it's always there, the fact that it's learning what you're doing, how you're utilizing your phone, and it's going to say, hey, this user is utilizing this app. Let's crank it up. This Or this person is using a calculator. Crank that thing down, save a little battery life. Also, you're going to get three months of 100 gigabytes of Google One storage. Of course, with the Pixel, you're going to be getting... Do, do I have to say it? Of course, I will. You're going to be getting the latest updates directly from Google. And this is one of the things that always leaves me recommending a Pixel device because of the fact privacy and security are two things that are too important in 2019 to slack on. Samsung, I don't know when they're going to get the latest version of Android. Same for Huawei. Same for LG. These thing, these guys have to roll the Android update into their own code, do a bunch of regression tests, ensure that it's working, ensure that it's not breaking anything, then add any additional new features they might want to add, then push that code out. With Google, they are they're the they're the supplier and they're also the vendor. I'm just saying, guys. It makes a difference whether you want to believe it or not. It makes a difference. So Dexter, you told me so much. Are you done? No. Google also introduced another camera. So we have the regular 12 megapixel sensor and we also have a 16 megapixel 2X telephoto sensor here. Now, in the past, Google, they touted the fact that they can do all of this magical camera wizardry with one camera and then they add another it's similar to how they talked about oh we have a headphone jack and then they take the headphone jack away and this year they said that they didn't feel like that they needed the ultra wide camera they're probably going to add an ultra wide camera in two years guys they, they're going to do it but this year a new change to the viewfinder. So when you open up your camera app and you're looking through it to see what the real world looks like, they're going to be able to approximate HDR plus in the viewfinder. And this is called live HDR plus. And we're going to be able to have dual exposure. It, it's, it's going to look great because here's the thing. Usually with Google's camera module, you take the picture and then it processes and then you see the outcome after about a second. This way, you're going to be able to get a more realistic depiction in the viewfinder of what your finished shot, what that actual image is going to look like. And 
is pretty impressive. Also, we're going to have depth being calculated on using both cameras, and we're going to have SLR like bokeh. So it's not just going to be a blur in the background, but when you have lights, you know how sometimes those lights become orbs of light. That is what it's going to look like. And then, of course, new updates to Night Sight because Google coined Night Sight. I know that Apple came out with their own night site photography, but Google coined it. And now they're, they're introducing night site with astrophotography. Now, I have to give a knock here. What was shown in the demo looked absolutely phenomenal. And I feel like if you're going, if this is what, don't, don't buy a smartphone to take pictures of the nighttime sky. I feel like this should be reserved for a real SLR camera. Now, with that being said, the best camera is always the camera that is with you. Your smartphone is always with you. And if you want to take that quick shot, you do it. And I'm interested to see how this thing actually stacks up to an actual SLR camera. So, guys. Starting off at $799 for the regular Pixel 4, $899 for the Pixel 4 XL. This guy is available on all major U.S. Ca carriers for the very first time. Huge. They could have just walked off the stage. Absolutely huge. So, guys, that's Pixel 4 in a nutshell. Beautiful device. We do have quite the large forehead because of all of the sensors that Google is trying to pack into this thing. And, you know, overall, I feel like the products and the smarts that Google pushed out and made by Google 2019 were huge. But the keynote was complete garbage. I have never seen such a disdain for things that's being presented. And in fact, I, I made a note on it. <laughs> it was it was really interesting. It was the Pixelbook Go presenter. She came out on stage and she just sat down in the chair like she was at home. And the thing that it really sticks out to me because of the fact that for the most part, this keynote was incredibly boring. It didn't seem like any presenter was excited about what they were talking about. And when you're blasting us with things that you want us to use, that you want us to buy, that you want us to buy into, I would assume that you would want to show a little bit of enthusiasm for the products that you have spent so much time creating and crafting and making them be as good as you can be. So that was pretty disappointing. I just believe, honestly, this was probably one of the worst, if not the worst, keynote presentation by Google, Apple, Samsung, Microsoft, whomever that I have honestly ever seen. And not because of the products. And I feel like they did a big disservice to the products by essentially not giving a crap. But, you know, it is what it is. Guys, that is it. Made by Google 2019. 
Are you going to buy something? Let me know. Send me a tweet at Dexter underscore Johnson. Let's keep the conversation rolling. I think Pixel 4 is great. I don't care about Stadia. Pixel Buds, uh, I think Titan is great. Google needs to keep pushing the privacy and security. That is very important. So, guys, that's it in a nutshell. Until next time, I'll holler at you.